A woman's sexual attraction to vehicles causes a disturbance in Pennsylvania, <laughs> according to the police. Yeah, sexual attraction to cars is a thing, apparently. West Norriton, Pennsylvania, police say they sent a woman home after she was found being chased by her care providers. The police were called to the area on Wednesday for a report of a woman being chased in the street by two other women. When the police arrived, one of the women giving chase explained to them that she and the other pursuer were the home care providers assigned to the woman that they were in fact chasing down the street. Police were then informed that the woman running down the street is diagnosed with a condition known as mechanophilia, mechanophilia, which is a sexual attraction to vehicles and machinery. <laughs> According to the police report, the woman's caretakers are not allowed to physically restrain this patient, so they frequently uh, have to chase her as she breaks away in pursuit of certain cars she, she is sexually attracted to. <laughs> Little red Corvette. <laughs> Before she was returned to her residence, police say the woman hugged and kissed a Nissan Pathfinder before being informed that she was causing a disturbance and needed to go inside. <laughs> I don't want to laugh at this, man. This woman's sick, but... <laughs> but that... <laughs> it's so weird. Oh... You know, what's also weird is that they, they can't physically restrain her. I mean, if you have this condition, your caretakers have to be allowed to physically restrain you because you're capable of running into traffic. I mean, this is a case where the, the home, care, home caretakers, I don't know what rules you have to follow as a home caretaker. You probably can't put your hands on people these days. But you've got to make an exception to the rule when it comes to this kind of condition, mechanophilia, because someone could run onto the train tracks. You know what I mean? She could just run out there. She wants to hug a Pathfinder. Well, what if the Pathfinder is going 55 miles an hour? That's a dangerous situation. You're not going to get, you're going to get more than a hug, honey. You're going to get splattered all over the highway. So you got to, you got to allow these people to, she should be on a, I don't want to say she should be on a leash, but man, I see children on leashes all the time out here in LA. Why not put an adult on a leash in, in certain cases? This is, this is a, an exception to the rule here. This is terrible. <clears throat> I can't feel you, by the way. Funny, but sick, sick. I looked it up. I had no idea this existed. Uh, let's see here. Mechanophilia is a paraphilia involving a sexual attraction to machines such as bicycles, motor vehicles, helicopters, ships, and airplanes. Helicopters? Airplanes? I mean, what are you, what are you running on the tarmac? I want you. I want to hump the wing. Mechanophilia is treated as a crime in some nations, with perpetrators being placed on a sex offender's register. Motorcycles are often portrayed as sexualized fetish objects to those who desire them. And that's a random sentence. Let's get back to the uh, registering as a sex offender. That's just weird. And you know, some sex offenders, they have to go around the neighborhood and introduce themselves. Imagine introducing yourself as a mechanophilia. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm your neighbor. And I just want to let you know... I'm a uh, mechanophilia, and I really find your Mustang attractive. So if you see me out there dry humping your bumper, just don't, 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 don't lose your shit because this is just normal behavior for me, okay? I promise I'll clean it up afterwards. <laughs> like, what the hell? This is a thing, though, apparently. In 2008, an American named Edward Smith admitting to having sex with a thousand cars. In 2013, a British man was caught having sex with his Land Rover in public. 
boy. The French film La Grande Buffet includes a scene of a man and a car having sex to fatal effect, meaning the car was probably moving and he was run over. Oh, my goodness. Was it worth it? Is it worth the sex sometimes? Wow, this is crazy. I don't know anybody or have heard ever of a case of mechanophilia, but apparently this is real. This is a real thing. And guys, I got to say, it's sick. And these people need help. They need help. I don't know how you... So I have studied... Uh, so I have studied a lot of weird shit in my life. And uh, I've, I've been very, very curious about, um, you know, human behavior, where it comes from, what our patterns of behavior can be linked back to. A lot of times it's early programming, early imprinting. And that can be totally true when it comes to sexuality, where you can be attracted to a certain thing. And it comes from... Uh, what's what was in your sort of environment at the time your sexual glands were forming and your sexuality was kind of coming to a forefront chemically. Uh, and uh, so I'm attracted to, I've always thought about this. I'm like, well, I'm, why am I attracted to women who are, who, who have a dark hair and brown eyes? They have a sort of like Latin sort of flavor. I'm attracted to dark. Like, I'm not attracted to blonde, blue-eyed, your typical cheerleader, all-American. Yay! I just, I can't stand that. But it's, I'm, all, I'm, intru- I'm into, like, dark hair, dark hair. And I think it's because when my sexual glands were forming way back in the day, J-Lo was a thing. I was into J-Lo. And so now I'm like, any girl, any woman that looks like J-Lo drives me crazy. This is just my theory. I don't know if this is true. But this, is, this has been studied by scientists, okay? Like, for instance, there was a, a giraffe... Okay, so this, this is crazy. But so a hunter kills a giraffe and apparently she was she was pregnant at the time. They, she has the, uh, they somehow rescue the baby. Like they the, the baby give, the baby giraffe gives birth and the the baby giraffe sexually imprinted to the hunter's jeep. Yeah. They they think that because it had four wheels, it kind of had looked like it has four legs and it was big and uh, it replaced the mother at that time for the sexual giraffe. And so the the sexual giraffe imprinted this jeep and then it later was sexually attracted to to uh jeeps for it, it with at in its adult life and they think that it's because of like i don't know i'm probably fucking this up but this is a thing you could look this up sexually imprinting a jeep <laughs> the giraffe this thing happens this is ha- and this must have happened to some of these some of these people that have um me- mechanophilia or whatever the hell it's called they must have been exposed or had something going on with the machine at the time that they were uh, vulnerable to a sexual imprint. This is just my theory. Look, at, I'm an idiot, all right? I'm just guessing here. I'm trying to put it all together. But this shit's weird, and it's a thing. And so let's get to the bottom of it if we can. Or let's not. Let's just enjoy these people. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, it's 1984. It's happening. China is using a machine that scans workers' brainwaves in order to increase profits. Oh, boy. (laughs) What are we doing? At a factory in Hangzhou, China, production line workers are allegedly being fitted with brain-reading hats and helmets. These helmets read workers' emotions and use artificial intelligence algorithms to, quote, Detect emotional spikes such as depression, anxiety, or rage. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, man. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, we all heard stories about these uh, factories in China. There are people jumping out of windows to their death. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say you don't need a sensory helmet to tell you 
These workers are depressed. Okay, 80% of them probably depressed. All right, I don't need... <laughs> I don't need an EKG to tell me that or some sort of fancy-ass algorithm. We don't need to put chips in their, in their foreheads to figure out the fact that they're probably pretty damn depressed, okay? We got plenty of data when it comes to factory working, okay? Starting, starting with the Industrial Revolution, okay? <laughs> I think we know the data. What these people need is just give them, give them weed all day. Just give them free weed. It's the only way to get through it. <laughs> I've been doing a joke where uh, about uh, basically, have you ever had a job so shitty that you need to get high in order to get through it? <laughs> and then I talk about how when I was a bill collector, I smoked weed all day long because in that job uh, as a bill collector, people would <laughs> people would tell me to eat shit in the most creative ways all day long. <laughs> so in order to get through that experience, you had to get high. Well, in order to work at one of these Chinese factories, you're going to have to get high. This is just my opinion. Now, uh, this technology that they're using, okay, this sounds very dystopian. I agree, it does. The basic dystopian conceit here that your employer would force you to wear a mind-reading device so it could increase productivity. Now, this is not impossible. When smartwatches were booming, one startup company was making a smartwatch app that bosses could use to track employees' productivity. Okay, so this is a thing that we might have coming into our lives, man. This is, this is the future, man. This dystopian future, man. I'm going to have a chip in my face. And then if I don't work fast enough, the boss is going to zap me. <laughs> oh, this is so scary, man. I'm just... I don't know what's going to happen, but humanity is just getting more... And more scary. I don't know what to say about it, what to do about it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this a, is this a positive thing? I'm going to say this is not a positive thing. But this, this is going to be like, why not just, just install the robot already? Just take our jobs and put a robot there. I'd rather have a robot doing these jobs than humans that have chips in their faces. <laughs> and then they get zapped or fired if they don't work quickly enough. That's what I'm going to say. That's just me. I did a story last week about a baby being made the happiness minister in Abu Dhabi. And I, I mentioned that uh, teenagers were also running for, <laughs> for public seats in the world of politics in the U.S. Well, I came across this story kind of related. Babies are now allowed on the U.S. Senate floor following a rare move to change rules. <laughs> this is really getting... We're really exposing them to politics very early in life, bringing babies to the Senate floor. In a rare move, the Senate on Wednesday night voted to change longstanding rules to allow newborns for the first time onto the Senate floor during votes. The rule change, voted through by unanimous consent, was done to accommodate senators with newborn babies, allowing them now to be able to bring a child under one years old onto the Senate floor and breastfeed them during the votes. These goddamn helicopters. What is your problem? You hear that? Move along! Damn it. So loud! You hear that, guys? So tired of these goddamn helicopters. Oh, I'm gonna do a Kickstarter for a rocket launcher. Oh boy. Alright, so this is like so that the senators can bring their babies in, <laughs> I guess. This is just. So what? So what? Let them bring the baby. Jeez. Who cares? It's not like these people are doing anything important anyway. So if the baby bursts out crying in the middle of voting on something, they're not doing anything good over there anyways, <laughs> these senators. They think they're doing good things, but pff, come on. You could bring... <laughs> come on. 
You can let them bring their guitar for the, to the damn meeting for all I care. <laughs> okay, by ensuring that no senator will be prevented from performing their constitutional responsibilities simply because they have a young child, the Senate is leading by example and sending the important message that working parents everywhere deserve family-friendly workplace policies. Yeah, just bring your baby to work every day, no matter where you are. You know, you're a toll booth operator. I drive by. Meh, meh. Hey, nice baby. How much is it? A buck twenty-five? What a cute baby. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just bring your babies to the to to the Congress. Although those people are so old, they're just way beyond having babies at this point. But yeah, I'm okay with the babies. Bring it, bring your baby to work. What the hell? Why not? Why? Look at the cost of childcare. You know, I get it, man. Daycare is expensive. Babysitters are expensive. Bring your baby to work. Sure. Why not? <laughs> I'm all for it. All for it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Perhaps the cry of a baby will shock the Senate at times into speaking out and even crying out on the issues that confront our nations and the world. Maybe they'll see the baby and they'll, they'll have empathy for the rest of us. That could happen too, you know? Because in general, these politicians really don't give a shit about the people. First and foremost, they care about keeping their own position in line. Yes, that's the number one goal for every politician. Keep my position. What does that mean? Well, it means I got to look out for myself and my family first and foremost, which means I may compromise my own values at certain times in my career. Yes, yes. The people sometimes have to take a back seat to my family and, and, and me keeping my paycheck coming. And then secondly, I need to keep the people around me happy, which means the other politicians that are, are my quote unquote friends. I need to keep them in this position too because that we're a team. We're kind of a team. So number two is keep our position as a group. Number three, maybe, maybe number three on my list of agenda as a politician is do something for the common people, the people below me, the people who, you know, supposedly voted me here. Do something for them. That's a little bit further down on the list. And, you know, maybe if we allow babies and infants into Congress and into Senate, senatorial, is that a word? Senatorial gatherings. Maybe they'll look at the baby at some point during their deliberations and say to themselves, you know what, guys, let's, let's think about the future generations, right? Let's just do it. What? The future generations? Are you sure? Yes, guys. Look at these babies that are in our arms. That one's even breastfeeding. Take a good look at that breastfeeding baby over there on the bench with the other senator. And let's, re let's allow it to remind ourselves that we are not here for ourselves. We are here for the future generations, for the children of this country, for the common man, the common people. So yeah, I think babies should be allowed. What's up, my weirdos? It's Jonesy. Hey, thanks for the call-ins and the emails yesterday. Uh, some of you even answered my question, which was, what celebrity day would you like to see? Uh, weird one, I got just someone just calling in, have no idea who this person is. They just left a message that just went, Beyonce, and then they hung up. <laughs> I don't know what I expect, though. I mean, my fellow weirdos, I can't expect you to ha all have social skills um, and, you know, to and actually know how to leave a proper message with your name, maybe where you're from, maybe like, hey, what's up, Jonesy? I'm <laughs> like, what are you, an animal? Beyonce! Arr! And hang up. <laughs> but thanks for the call anyways. 
Anyways, so yeah, I put it out yesterday. What day do you want? And uh, Michael, uh, God bless you, uh, just calling and, and always talking me up and making me feel good. So thank you. Yeah, Jonesy Day, that'd be great. That'd be sweet. I don't expect that to ever happen, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what? In your world, maybe every day is Jonesy Day. How about that? How about that, Michael and my fellow weirdos? Every day is Jonesy Day in your world, and I'm happy to be there for you. Uh, also, thanks uh, to for, to Maria for calling in. Who's uh, she's just indicative of all the things that are weird about Florida. She's just calling, calling in. Hey, Jonesy, I got a weird story. <laughs> okay, just keep them coming. I can't publish all of them. Uh, you guys got stories in my inbox that they're all. It's like backed up with stories. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> but I love you. If you guys want to call in, anyone else want to call in, I'm still going to keep it out there. If you want to call in and give another suggestion for a day, please do. Uh, number 646-450-2012. Or call in just to say whatever. Belated birthday wishes is fine with me. I'm okay with that. Uh, email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Um, I have shows coming up. You can go to uh, my Instagram to find more about that. My Instagram is Funny Jones. Follow me on there. I'm always putting stuff up on there. Uh, you know, doing. If you go into the personal stories on my Instagram, you just get a glimpse into my world that you probably don't want to. You probably don't want. It's probably too much for you. What am I doing in my little world? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm posting about shows, but I'm also like pictures and stuff about you know where I am, who I'm hanging out with. Uh, I'm I'm lip I'm lip syncing to R and B songs. That kind of shit. Trips in my car. I mean, weird, 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 like just a whole gamut of of stuff. It just might be too much for you as a glimpse into my world. But if you want some of that, Instagram, at Funny Jones. Follow me. I would love it. All right. Let's get into it. Beyonce. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling. Just some tidbits and scraps today. I'll start off by congratulating you on your 100,000 downloads. That's awesome. That's terrific news. Congratulations. You're deserving of all the credit in the world for that. We uh, loyal listeners, loyal weirdos uh, are proud of you for that achievement, and we're very happy that you've reached such a milestone. Now, getting back to your news, we'd just like to say that it's too bad you weren't able to do this story before uh your uh, birthday because we would say that if anyone is deserving of a special commemorative day, it would be Jonesy, and that's who we would choose to have their own day, Jonesy Day. But since that didn't happen in time for your birthday, I'm right there with you when you would choose Tony Braxton to have a special day. You know what? I might have to thumb wrestle you for her. And uh, on one of your news stories there about the crying closet, at the college. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't want to go in that thing after a bunch of college guys. There's probably more semen on those stuffed animals than there is on the triple X video stall at your local porn theater. My goodness gracious. Boy, talk about weird. Good afternoon, Jonesy. It's Marie and Florida. If anybody out there would like to make some extra cash, like a part time job, here in Florida, we have Burmese python snake hunters. They pay $8.25 an hour. And if you can catch a python snake up to 10 feet long, 
you can make $200. And now they're taking all that snakeskin, and they have the Florida Python Collection. They are making jewelry, wallets, and purses, and belts out of Python snakeskin, all different accessories. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.